Hello, children of God. Welcome back to Marie Speaks God's Grace Bible Study. Yes and amen. This is part two of season five of this wonderful, glorious time in our lives. Amen and amen. I pray others had a wonderful, beautiful holiday season and that they enjoyed their rest and their time off if they got to have some god bless and that others got to spend time with family or time with alone whatever you were doing i pray that god nurtured you that god increased you that god watched over you and not only that i pray that you know and felt the presence of almighty merciful hashem in your waking and sleeping life amen and amen before we get headed into the bible study i wanted to go over a couple of new additions to our website marie speaks god's grace live because we serve a living god one thing i would like to show others is we do have a new page now on our website and i titled it what marie likes now the reason I put this page what Marie likes is I had been getting a couple of questions and messages from others just going over or wanting to repeat something I liked that I showed in the Bible study. So I created this page what Marie likes for others so they could see it and they could be like, hey, oh, that's what she was talking about. Oh, I get it now. So we'll go over that and it lists the things that I have and what I'm into and what I've talked about on the Bible study a little bit more in finer detail. And I give a couple of examples and why I like it. Now, just keep in mind, it is a page that is under construction. So you might see like, oh, it doesn't have a video with it yet. But the goal is to have it ready, um, God willing, soon. So today's Bible study that we're going to be going over is Devarim, <laughs> chapter 7, verse 12 through chapter 11, 25. We are only going to be going over the chapter 7 remaining portion um, for this Bible study today. The portion that this is entitled is Irikev, and it translates to if you obey meaning that the choice is yours if you obey there are conditions and consequences negatives and positives to any blessings in covenant with our merciful wonderful father who is in heaven we also will be going over our Jewish terminology word for this week. I hope others will enjoy it and it will help us increase in our beautiful, wonderful knowledge of growing in and with Hashem. Amen and amen. So let's get into this. What you see on the screen before you is our website, mariespeaksgodsgrace.live because we serve a living God. This begins with our little terminology that we'll be going over today what you see on the screen now is our page that we discussed briefly earlier about what marie likes 
where I have listed, if you scroll down, what Tanakhs I enjoy reading, what Tanakhs I personally own, some fun facts maybe I want to type in, and a little story to introduce why I like what I like, and most importantly, links on where you can look up for yourself and decide, hey, is this something useful for me? Or, uh, you know, I can look at that later. It's not a big deal. Absolutely, I 100% agree. It is here as a take what you need and leave what you don't kind of page. And I truly hope it blesses others and gives others, you know, just a chance to think about and find something that is authentically Jewish and that they can look for and learn. That is the whole goal with that page. Take what you need, leave what you don't. Amen and amen. So I think that covers the basics. Oh no, no, almost forgot one more thing. What you see on the screen before you is our social media page at minds.com, Marie Speaks God's Grace. Now this is our main social media page. We do have Facebook and the other social medias, but I really do enjoy um, posting on minds.com. It's kind of like our huge backup just because of our takedowns that we unfortunately had previously. I've been using minds.com for a couple of years now and I really, really do enjoy it. So I do post the blog on our website as well as on minds.com. So others can see it in two locations because like I said before, minds.com is our backup. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> All right. So today's Bible study is entitled, The Choice is Yours. Yes, she is not a native speaker, but she will get there. Amen and amen. It translates to if you obey. Now, we are going to be going over a couple of re-teachings in this Bible study. And I pray it helps others understand that maybe I have been under some false teachings or uh, purposely misunderstanding something come on sometimes we have to admit that we gave into some things once we became a sound-minded dignified mature adult you know we have to realize that the education process is supposed to stand our whole life it's not supposed to end in grade school or middle school or high school or even after college Education is forever. And I believe Moshe Avenu, amen and amen, he, he was learning his whole life. He was such a great example, merciful Hashem. Thank you for our Moshe Avenu. You know, he was learning from Hashem and until he took his last breath. And there's no doubt in my mind, they're up there learning from Hashem right now in the classrooms of heaven, however that works out, right? It's entitled, The Choice is Yours, and we are on Spotify, so if you are busy, you're not able to listen 
or watch the Bible study, you can listen on Bible, on Spotify. If they are too long, I'm not able to upload them on Spotify, so you'll have to go to YouTube or Run Rumble, and I have lately been uploading on Facebook. I haven't been getting, um, what is that, taken down there or kicked out of there <laughs> in a couple months. So I have started re-uploading our um, videos onto Facebook. So if you would like to go to our Facebook page, YouTube, or Rumble, you can watch our videos there. All right. So what to expect this lesson? Let's get into that. This lesson, we will begin the second sermon of Moses of Blessed Memories, speech to the nation of Israel before his death and the nation of Israel carrying on to the Promised Land. This lesson, we will review this portion of a portion, Erechev, um, Jevarim, that was better that time, yes, chapter seven. We're only doing the chapter seven portion, this Bible study. All right. The half Torah for this portion of the Torah is Isaiah chapter 49, verse 14 through chapter 51, verse three. The next portion of the Torah that we'll be going over after this is completed, God willing, will be Reve, Reve, <laughs> um, Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 26 through chapter 16, verse seven, and the half Torah for that will be Isaiah chapter 54, verse 11, and chapter 55, verse five. All right, ooh, it is a little bit rough getting back in. We're gonna get there, God is good. So I believe the main concept of this Bible study is Hashem, blessed be He, wants us to see how self is important. Now, ordinarily, I believe that we both can agree that it is traditionally taught in most religions that self is a negative concept. You hear, or you might hear um, several times, oh, don't be selfish. Don't just be thinking about yourself. Don't just worry about what you look like and what you are doing. You, you, you. No, you need to worry about everybody. And that is true to a certain extent but if you aren't doing well how are you going to help the next one to your right or to your left in front of you or behind you if you aren't healthy how are you going to be able to communicate what is good healthy advice or what is good relational advice so yes self is good it's a good thing as long as you aren't using self as a way to abuse or use others 100 percent. as long as you aren't using self as idolatry and we're going to get into that a little bit later so everything starts with hashem and self it is a relationship and without that being the foundation of where everything sprouts out of it leads to ruin, it leads to famine, it leads to sickness. Keep a paper clip in that. So 
heading into a portion of a portion, we will continue to increase in our Hebrew, hallelujah, <laughs> vocabulary and our terminology and in our Tanakh, which is the actual Jewish Bible. Now friends, remember if there is a New Testament in the Jewish Bible, it's not authentically Jewish. I'm sure others have fallen for that trick, just like I fell into that trick many years ago, where it said, oh, it's a New Jerusalem Bible, and then it has all this other stuff. No, 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 no. Go get yourself on an authentic Tanakh. Now, I'm not paid to endorse nor am I affiliated. This is my art scroll. I love this. This is on my a link to purchase it directly from Art Scroll. It's on my What Marie Likes page, side of our Bible study, so others can see that if others would like to get one for themselves. I consider this one not a beginner to knock. I consider this one a intermediate one. If you would like a beginner to knock, I suggest the JPS for others, and that link, I believe, is on the website. If not, I should surely put it there, and God willing, soon I will. Yay. All right. So we will also increase in our Torah spiritual teaching and leadings. So I would like to introduce a new addition to the family. I have shared with others my stone edition Torah, which I absolutely love. Oh my goodness, I love you. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. It is so beautiful. You can see how it's much larger than my student size Tanakh. So if you go to Art Scroll and you're like, what's the difference between a full size and a student size? You can see the size right here. If you're like, I still don't get it. Well, this is considered a pocket size right here. So it's baby mama, <laughs> baby mama. And then here's the big daddy, all right? So you can remember it that way. That might help. Baby mama, daddy. You know what that reminds me of? <laughs> In the Marines, they were teaching us, you know, about women's training. Shh, women's training. And, uh, you know, they're teaching us our little weapons. And most of us, you know, we, not most of us, some of us. I was one of them. Had never touched a weapon before, and they're like, here's baby, here's mama, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, that's what that reminds me of. That's so funny. Anyhow, our a new addition to the family, Baruch Hashem, is the Steinsaltz Chumash. So I love this one. I would consider this one not well if you enjoy reading and you enjoy reading through without having to look it up on the internet and be like i don't know what they're describing here kind of thing this is the perfect one for you in my opinion let me try to show others what i mean so no copy right infringement intended I just want to show the beauty of this chumash. 
Okay, so I am currently reading in my fun time um, out of the Book of the Prophets, but since we are going over Devarim <laughs> in the Bible study, I want to show others this. Okay, so this is what it looks like inside. So you have, ooh, that is a glare. I'm so sorry. Um, you'll have a beautiful, able to see Hebrew writing, and then you'll have beautiful photos with them explaining like a location, maybe some pottery, um, or something that they were talking about with a theme, with a text, and this is in English. And then there are notes right here at the bottom, and then the notes in Hebrew are from Rashi, I believe. Um, so if others are interested in it, I suggest this um, humash because it is just so beautiful and so wonderful. And I've shared the Stone Edition one before, so I'm not gonna share that one again, but I love this one because for me, reading this on the Shabbat has been such a blessing because I'm trying to get away from using electronics on the Shabbat as much as possible. But when I'm reading and I'm like, oh, I don't know what this is. I don't know what this means. I would go and I'd be like, well, I'm just looking it up to study. And you know, and I would, you know how it is. Like I said, we can talk ourselves into some things and that's what I'm trying to get away from. And I'm trying to be more observant and it's fun. So our Jewish terminology, yes, we are going to keep on increasing. Now when I first um, published the blog, <laughs> I wasn't ready with our Jewish terminology work, word of the week. So I published that blog later, which is right here. So our Jewish terminology word of the week is Mama Loshan. Ah. So oh, I just love putting together these little artworks. I think this one was just so cute. And then if you see right here on the screen, the art credit, I obviously didn't do that. So I grabbed it from, I think it was like um, Pinterest, which has like everything apparently. And I put it on there, which I really love. And then the art credit is on there. So you can also listen to our Jewish terminology on Spotify and I do upload the videos on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook for those who would like to read that. Alright, so here we go, Jewish terminology, word of the week, Mama Lushan, and you pronounce it Mame La Shen. So that's how you say it correctly, alright. <laughs> Um, so happy Hanukkah season, everyone, and happy New Year's for those who didn't celebrate Rosh Hashanah back when it was Rosh Hashanah. All right, so this is another way to increase in our wonderful Jewish heritage, or for those who are interested in Judaism, um, you know, learning a part of the beautiful holy language is how. I believe it's how our faith has been allowed, able, permitted to exist um, because it is holy and when something is holy, it can't 
get removed because the one that is guarding it is directly Hashem. Hebrew is God's language. Now, Mama Leshon isn't Hebrew, it's actually Yiddish. So we're gonna get into that. So let's scroll down to the meeting for those who didn't see it. Oh, my beautiful dog. I'm not gonna even talk about it, y'all. I was crying when I was writing the blog. I can't do it. I can't do it. I love them and I miss them. Today we are going to go over our Jewish terminology word of the week. Mame Lishan. It's a Yiddish word which means mother tongue. And it goes over how the Yiddish language. So Yiddish, my understanding, is mostly just spoken at home. Um, well, Hebrew is what was spoken like when you're reading the holy books. So there, I believe the reason for that was there was a standard of care. So if Hebrew is a holy language, they didn't want to be using, you know, a, something that is holy just out in the streets as is if it was something every day because that isn't permitted. Now, is it also something that's a culture or culturally used? Absolutely. Um, so that's why I wanted to put a bit of the history of Yiddish right here. So it has a thousand year history. It's called many other names and it's kind of like, um, I guess you would consider it slang compared to Hebrew. And just like we've gone over Judeo-Spanish, which is Hebrew and Spanish put together and it's mostly Jews who use that um, Judeo-Spanish, this would be considered Judeo-German. So it shouldn't be confused with the Amish who do speak Yiddish as well. Um, I've reviewed videos and heard an Amish speak Yiddish and Jews speaking Yiddish and it does sound similar. Part of me, you know, I wonder kind of things. Part of me wonders like, you'll know, there's, we don't know who the lost tribes are and this and that. The ultra-orthodox and the orthodox Jews, in my opinion, when I look for similarities, I, in my mind, this is just in my mind, I believe they're not too far off or they have a lot in common with the Amish. I do, I believe this. They, wanna, they both wanna be in tight communities. They both wanna raise and teach their young. They both wanna be modest. You know, the Amish, unfortunately, you know, they're, you know, they're into, you know, Christianity, which goes that way. Um, but other than that, which is a huge thing, so I shouldn't say other than that, but they have a lot of in common and me being a positive person, I, I do my best to look for what I have in common with someone different, someone different than me or from a different culture or a different background. I try to focus on what we have in common rather than what we, how we're just so different because in my opinion, when we can look at what we have in common, we look at someone 
instead of an enemy as our brother and sister or at least our cousin and family member. You know what I mean? I think unfortunately individuals when we've been taught somehow some way to not look at others as human beings, as fellow men, as servants of God. You know, we've been taught to look at someone who looks or acts differently or speaks a different language than we do as our enemy. Why? That wasn't what Hashem intended. No. He intended for us to be a family and to love him. Ooh. So this is just my suggestion, just a beautiful small salt <laughs> um, word of advice. Take it or leave it. Unless someone is just downright a vicious, harmful, and scary, evil kind of person, try to find something you have in common with them and go from there. Keeping safety in mind because, you know, some people, they cray. <laughs> All right. So what is Yiddish? Yiddish means Jewish linguistically. It refers to the language spoken by the Ashkenazi Jews. Jews from Central and Eastern Europe and their descendants. Though it's basically a vocabulary and grammar that derived from medieval West German Germany. And that's why I believe it's it's so similar to the Amish because when you read, I've only seen it a couple times, I think. I think I've seen it. Hmm. Uh, Amish prayer book, it's in high German. Have somewhere I think it's over there it's in high German and they speak to each other in low German and then I've watched a couple of documentaries it's actually really really interesting um, and of course everyone should know or does know I enjoy reading Amish um, Amish love books Amish romance books because I thought I had one here um, they're just so clean and so you know G-rated and PG, not even the 13. And I like that cute little, oh, you know, cheesy stuff. But that's just me. But anyways, Yiddish um, infuses languages of German, Hebrew, Aramaic, Aramaic, and Slavic and Romance languages. So it's just like a big old melting pot of it all, which I enjoy. So right here, if you go to that blog, you can click and hear the audio version of this blog um, regarding our Jewish terminology for the week. And on the blog, I added a clip and then um, it's hyperlinked, so all the credits are in the hyperlink. I added a cute little um, sayings from the Jewish learning, myjewishlearning.com website, which I really, really love. I always share their stuff. And then I also added some videos from Frankie Light. I've seen these videos a couple months ago and I just thought they were hilarious. Um, try, let, me, let me think of how to word this. Let me think. Oh, thank you, Hashem, amen. Fragrant spices, amen, blessed Hashem. Um, I find it, 
I get that it's funny and it's entertaining and he's using it for shock value and, and for clicks and views and for the record it has a ton of clicks and views. My thing is why do people find it shocking that a black man is speaking Yiddish? Do they not know who our father is? And I'm not like those black Israelite racists. That's not what I'm talking. I don't believe the blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice. And if you ain't dark, you ain't Hebrew or Jew. I, I don't believe any of that trash. But our father created all of us. And if one really believes in the Bible, the Tanakh, if one really believes that from Noah, Noah, him and his descendants stepped off of that boat and then there were eight and then they all went to other places and repopulated the earth. Do we think they were speaking eight different languages in that ark? You, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> it had to come from somewhere. Now, I'm just gonna guess that when those eight dispersed everywhere and they went off being fruitful and multiplying like our merciful Hashem commanded them to do, I'm gonna guess they kept the root of their language and eventually, based off where they were and the other people that somehow survived the flood, which is a whole nother theory and actually really fun um, Jewish legend in itself, um, you know, they started speaking different languages. What does it matter what the color of someone else's skin is when they're speaking a language? That part kind of, you know, kind of annoys me just about humans, not about him and not about the individuals in the video. I actually think they're really cute videos. Um, but just what is about human beings who think, oh, let me put a box around you and if you don't fit in this box you know i don't need to change my way of thinking no you need to change so i'm correct do you see what i'm saying that that part of self egotistical <laughs> no 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 that's not the good part of self okay the good part of self is looking at someone and saying it doesn't matter what they speak or what they are. They are a human being. Are they doing right? Are they doing evil? You know, get into the morality of the cons of the human. That's what we should be looking at. Are they a moral individual based off of Torah? Based off of societal... Ooh, I can't even say societal norms anymore. Look at California. Ooh, they need Torah. Um, you know, hmm. Pray for California. You know, I think I believe I've, I, I think I've said that enough. All right, anyhow, I put two of his videos in here and they are just so awesome and so cute. And so I wanted to share with others in case they haven't seen them. So once again, happy new year. I hope others enjoy that. And let's get into the Bible study. Welcome back to Marie Speaks God's Grace Bible Study. I want everyone to sincerely know that i missed you guys i did <laughs> and i missed doing our bible studies this is actually really fun for me um in my off time what did i do read share books make a bunch of videos about me reading and sharing books eat 
a lot. You know, my cheeks got a little bit puffy right here. You know, it's okay. It's okay. I started working out again yesterday. <laughs> so, anyhow. Um, so, if others are interested in what I'm reading now, I am reading The Path of the Just. This is one of the books that, um, for my conversion classes, I am reading. I'm also still reading To Be a Jew. Um, I really, really like it and I am taking my time, taking my notes, doing my reading. <sighs> you know what has me so confused? Blessings. Blessings after meal. What? Pardon me if I say it incorrectly. She's not a native speaker, but she's learning. What brujas to say? You know, Baruchata Hashem. You know, thank you Hashem for coffee. Thank you Hashem for fruit. And I'm not mocking you, my Lord. I'm just showing an example. When to say, what to say, how to say it. How much she'll say, when to say it. After meal, blessings after meal. Got me confused. That's been the most difficult part to understand. Because it's just... <sighs> that for me is a lot but you know the costuring um the prayers oh i love the prayers um the synagogue services everything like that once you read it and then you go you're good i like it i enjoy it and this is also on what marie likes as a recommendation for others who are interested in reading and you're on your version of uh your mission for conversion there you go in my fun time i found out about a year and a half ago that there were not one not two but three books in the gone to a win season series yes books so this is rhett butler's people and apparently it tells his point of view on his upbringing and how he felt his side of the story in his and Scarlett's relationship. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Oh, Rhett, what will I do? Where will I go? I love this book. I love the movie. It's one of my favorite movies ever, ever, ever. Um, so I am reading it. This will take forever to read because I don't really get a lot of free time to read. I mostly read a lot during my break. And I use my break to read Little Women, which I already shared before on the social media. So you can go check that out if you would like. All right. So we've gone over the website, the pages, increasing in terminology. Now we are going to get into blessing of the Torah. Why do we do blessing of the Torah? Because, 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 because we're supposed to. All right. So before we get into studying the Torah, we must bless Hashem, bless His Torah. So before you even step out for your day, bless Hashem. You wake up, bless Hashem, thank Hashem. I encourage others to do this, even if you are not converting to Judaism, and it, you just see how much you look forward to everything and you realize how you are truly grateful for every single thing you have including you know just a simple cup of coffee amen yes thank you hashem amen all right 
So it is considered a mitzvah to bless the Torah before you engage in studying it. I do this in my morning prayers and in order to not lead others into any bad examples or bad practices, we are going to do a blessing of the Torah before we actually study the Torah. And that's what we're gonna do. Now, we don't, we say this during our morning prayers, those of us who read from our, you know, Sadar and do our Sadar and the blessings in the morning. Um, so when we get, if God willing, we get into reading the Tanakh, um, we won't have to go over that part because that's the Tanakh part. But as far as studying the Torah, we always have to say it and we always say it in the morning. But for those who haven't said it, we're going to go over that. All right. All right. So I will see everyone back after we do that. So. Blessed are you, Adonai, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments concerning the words of the Torah. Lord our God, make the teachings of your holy Torah pleasant in our mouth and in the mouths of all of your entire people, the house of Israel. May we, our children, and your children of the entire people of the house of Israel, all be knowers of your name and students of your holy Torah for its own sake. Blessed are you, Adonai, who teaches the Torah to his people, Israel. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has chosen from among all the nations and given us his holy Torah. Blessed are you, Adonai, who gives the Torah. The Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to the children of Aaron and to his sons, saying, Thus shall you bless the children of Israel and say to them, The Lord bless you and guard you. The Lord make his countenance to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance toward you and grant you peace. Shalom. And they shall set my name upon them, the children of Israel, and I shall bless them. <laughs> Isn't that just beautiful? I absolutely love saying our blessings in the morning and I'm so grateful to be able to share it with others. So let's get into today's Bible study. All right. So for the record, tomorrow, January 3rd, is a fast day for us. So I am doing my best to get this completed and uploaded for tomorrow. So if I don't get it uploaded today or until the 4th of January, I apologize in advance. All right, so let's get into this. Um, the Bible study sources are all hyperlinked in the blog and on the What Marie Likes web portion of the page. All the sources are there. Take what you need, leave what you don't. A portion of a portion for the Bible study can be found with the hyperlinks and I will be uploading um, the videos, so anyone, if you go to our website, mariespeaksgodsgrace.live, because we serve a living God, you'll be able to watch directly from the website, or you can watch off of the blog and read along, whichever you like. 
All right. So let's get into the first Bible verse. This is from Devarim, Erechev, <laughs> chapter 7. We're going to read from verses 12 through 26. Moshe Rabbeinu says, In the future, as a consequence of your heeding the laws and your guarding and fulfilling them, Hashem, your God, will guard you, will guard for you the covenant and the kindliness that he swore to your forefathers. Now, I know others probably might be thinking, how is us being protected and saved and watched over by Hashem considered a consequence? How is us receiving what has been laid up from, for us from our ancestors who maintained a righteous relationship with Hashem considered a consequence. So there is a balance. Just to put it plainly, this is a spiritual teaching, but there is a balance. Every time me and you do an amazing thing for the great I am, someone out there is doing an evil thing against the great I am. Every time. What we do for the greater good outweighs what is done for the evil. As far as on the spiritual scales. I don't know about others out there, but if we were all to stop praying or to stop trying if the Jewish nation was to stop their prayers it is said that the world would ex cease to exist because that's how much the Jewish nation prays for and to Hashem and so spiritually elevated 100% I was watching a video the other day and they, there were a group of um, Orthodox Jews and they were speaking about prayer and one of the questions was asked, why does it seem in Christianity prayer is so much more romantic, more passionate, more elevated and this and that. Keyword is seems, okay, seems. The world could not exist if there was not any Jews. If everyone was into Christianity, the world would cease to exist, and we'll see why later. Keep this as a paperclip, because at the root of it, Christianity, the system, is idolatry. They do not pray to the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. They do not. They pray to someone else. Go ask a Christian who their God is and they will tell you. And when you say, well, my God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they will say, oh, well, that's not my God. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, because I've been there. I know that's what they will say. They will say it. And they will be like, oh, you don't fit into this box of what I'm comfortable with 
I need to change you so I'm comfortable with me. Self is not always a good thing. But when it's foundation is Torah, it absolutely is. Let's continue. This shall be your reward if you hearken unto the audiences and you, keyword, you, I, observe and perform them. Perform them. Hashem, your God, my God, our God, will safeguard us and the covenant and the kindness that he swore to your, my ancestors, and I shall receive it. You shall receive it. And of course, that's paraphrase. This verse is a conditional procedural contractual obligation verse. It is also prosthetic. This verse states clearly to whom is initiating the contract and the conditions of the individual parties if they accept the contract. It also states the requirements for maintaining the contract. There clearly is an individual obligation. Now, those who are not Orthodox Jews, ask yourself, ask, just ask yourself, does your faith hold you accountable in your relationship to God? Or is everything you do going to be paid for someone else, by someone else, with someone else's sacrifice. Think about that. If God is a fair and just God, which he is, how can someone be punished for something I did? Who here would like to be punished, God forbid, if I decide to do something that breaks the law. If I show up and I'm like, you know what? Jane, Jill, John Doe. Nope. I I did it, but judge, pull them in, let them pay for what I did. Does that sound justice to you? It doesn't, does it? Let's continue reading. We each have an individual obligation. So in this verse, one if it wasn't clear in the previous Torah readings, hopefully it's getting clear now, <laughs> we have an obligation. So we are going to find out who is the preparer of the contract, Hashem. What is the contract? Torah. Hallelujah. What are the limitations if you obey? If you obey. That's the limitation. If you obey, and if you choose not to obey, that is the consequence. Consequences are positive and negative. There's always a balance. Always a balance. Imagine a scale, okay? For everything good that is done, it lessens the evil. Lessens the evil. Amen? It has to be maintaining a balance. The world will only continue to exist and improve and be fruitful and multiply if we, self, individual, you are important. I am important. We are important as a collective as well. When we don't do our part, 
The contract gets bruised. Bruised? Yes. Let's continue reading. There clearly is an obligation, an individual obligation to be specific. We further will find out what it takes to maintain the contract. And if we maintain the contract, who can inherit what has been stored up by our ancestors, my ancestors? That means if you are doing well today, if you are not struggling despite, you know, this cursed inflation, these cursed scandals, these individuals who are raising prices, they don't need to raise prices. They don't need to raise your rent. They don't need to do stuff, whatever they're doing, raising things on whatever, but they're doing it because they see an opportunity to make money off of you. If you are doing well despite that and you are able to save and put food on your table, Somehow, somewhere back there, your wonderful God-serving ancestors stored up some blessings for you and me so that we could do, be doing right right now. 100%. Look at the story of Joseph. Ooh, look at the story of Joseph. Because the nation of Israel had wonderful, blessed ancestors and Joseph was second in command of Egypt. And then Jacob comes and he's able to bring a 70 total into Goshen, Goshen, and they're able to thrive there during a famine. What? Why? Because they had righteous ancestors. This tells us how important self is. If I maintain my contract, I'll put this on me. If I maintain my contract, I am ensuring that my descendants will have it easy during a difficult time that the world is going through. We're gonna read this further. It is biblical, amen. If you stay right with God, you are ensuring that your bloodline will be successful above nations. Amen. Not only is this contract beautiful and it is clearly stated, this contract is reintroduced and explained thoroughly annually. Yes. In synagogues around the world, they will go over at Rosh Hashanah reading the Torah, reading the Ten Commandments re-entering into a new covenant with our merciful Hashem. And then we got the Day of Atonement for our forgiveness. And then we got all the biblical feasts and the fasts. And it's just beautiful. I encourage others, you know, check this out. I'm not one of those. You know, I love, I love my brothers and sisters out there. I do, I do. I read, reread. <laughs> about Abraham of Ainu and Sarah of Ainu. I'm gonna keep it together, I'm not gonna cry, because when I read this story, to me it was like, yes, Hashem, I knew it. I knew you were teaching me right, my love. I knew it. I read in their um, little description of their Torah portion 
that when you know how the three angels came to see them and he's like should we tell abraham what we're going to do can y'all remember the story right before you know everything and abraham's like oh what if there's 50 righteous what if there's 20 righteous okay i give up what if there's at least one righteous you know will you save sodom and gomorrah remember that when i was reading the little cliff notes of um the tour portion it said that Moshe, um, Moshe, Abraham Avenu and Sarah Avenu, that they had their tent in the desert, right? Or in the area, the, the wilderness. And that they had uh, the doors or flaps to their tent open in every direction so that they could receive whoever was coming on the horizon and sit them down under a tree or under their tent, wherever, and give them the finest of their fruit, give them the finest of their crops and make them feel like a wonderful guest and share with them the love of Torah and Hashem. Isn't that beautiful? And that, I'm not gonna cry. It warmed my heart. And I was like, I knew you were teaching me right, Hashem. I knew it. Because so often individuals will tell me, Marie, you're not supposed to be trying to recruit people. I'm not trying to recruit nobody. I'm not going door to door, knocking on people's uh, door and being like, have you heard about Torah today? No, 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 no. But 100%, if you ask me who my God is, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna deny my father, nope. My God is the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the great and mighty awesome God, the supreme God, and there is none like him. Amen. There is only one. There is no other. Hallelujah. And if someone asks me, I say, yes, my God is Hashem. I don't care. Why should I hide my love? He's not hiding from me. It's in our contract. I am supposed to show, this is my belief, okay? Based off of what I read in my Torah portions. Sarah is my mother and she is my example and I should do my best to be something like Sarah. What would Sarah do? Oh. <laughs> All right, so that being said, I do my best to share it with others. Why should I hide a good thing? It's a beautiful contract. And I want others to get their own contract. I want them to get reintroduced to it and accept it annually if they choose. So if they ask me, oh yes, we talking about Torah. But I'm not gonna go knocking on your door and handing out this. No, 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 no. I don't I don't go that far. There's some that do. Um, but I don't. No, no, I don't do all that. But if you if you want to hear, I'm willing to talk. I think it's fun. Yeah. Alright. So Okay, of course. So to those who are willing to re remain in the contract. So this is why it's said annually to keep it as a reminder, to keep it fresh in our minds and in our hearts. But also it's a renewing acceptance. You have to want to stay in the covenant. It's not just about what's in your blood because if that was the case, Mount Sinai would have never had to happen. No, it's about what's in your heart. Are you living out what Torah is? If not, then you are not in the covenant. Period and point. That's it. Okay? All right. Now, 
Not to change God's word, but if we were to replace the U with an I, we, I believe, would see how important what is being said, what we are reading, and how it applies directly to us. And I do this when I read the Psalms, the Helams. I say, I, Hashem is my refuge. Hashem is my strength. Amen. I say everything. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me because he is my God. Yes, he will shelter me and he will hide me in his pinions. Why? Because I know his name. Amen. I do this. We're not, I'm not changing God's word. God forbid. I'm just applying it to me. Why? Because this is my contract. This is my relationship with my creator. Amen. Take ownership of it. Don't be like Esau and be throwing for lentil soup. No, no, no. Be like Jacob. Go and get it because it's yours. And don't let anyone stand in your way of your Torah and your contract with Hashem. Amen. Amen. That's very passionate. All. <laughs> all right. When I follow the ordinances, when I hearken on to the voice of God, when I choose to follow God's words, then I will be blessed. I think if we were only to say you, 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 you is always pointing at someone else. But me, 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 in a good sense of self, I, when I follow the ordinances, when I love Hashem, you see the difference? when you no 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 the responsibility for my salvation isn't on you isn't on someone over there no Hashem is gonna be like Marie did you do what I required you to do this life I gave you a plan did you abide by it I gave you a book to learn did you follow it yes or no I can't say, well, you know what? Stand up, Joe or Jane. Come and answer him for me. This is all your fault. You see, when you come and pay for what I didn't do when you didn't agree to anything. You see what I mean? All right. Because no one can atone for me, you or them. No. Only I can be entered into a contract. Only I am required to fulfill the obligations. Only I signed it with Hashem. You know what I believe happened? This is a spiritual teaching. Take what you need, leave what you don't. This is what I believe. Mm. Thank you, Hashem. I believe that when we were little baby spirits in heaven, there was a plan. There was a plan and Hashem, just like Moshe Avenu, stood at Mount Sinai and spoke to some say four or three million Jews. I believe that the great I am <laughs> with his uh, beautiful burning gall consuming fire in heaven stood up and said, I got a plan. Here's a list. Everyone, what do you want to do? And that we all stood up and said, I'll do that. I'll do that one. I'll do that one. I'll do that one. You know? And then he's like, all right, Marie, you, you want this one? Yes, Hashem, I do. And he opened up the scroll and he said, this is your mission. Shall you accomplish it? This is your reward. 
these are all the possibilities that could happen this is who you will be born to this is who you will marry this is who this is all your kids this is all that do you still agree yes Hashem I do and then I sign it and then next thing you know I come out well you know what I mean that's what I believe happens um, and I believe along the way here comes you know cursed El Satan and he's you know throwing stumbling blocks and trying to take us off course and being like ah what about this what about that you see what I mean and our main goal <laughs> I really do believe this um, our main goal is will we return to Hashem some of our goal is will you stay right with Hashem will you follow Hashem's assignments whatever they were for each individual this is what I believe others might see it different <laughs> I bet you some are laughing at me right now but this is what I believe Baruch Hashem Amen all right let's keep moving so back in the book of Leviticus chapter 2 to be exact we went over vows and contracts and we talked about uh, salt covenant and disclaimer a lot of that was before I converted so you'll hear a lot of JC uh, referencing if that offends you then don't watch it but if you can eat the inside of the pomegranate and throw the outside away then you're more than welcome to click on it all right so but we also went over vows who can enter a vow who cannot enter into a vow and that was numbers chapter 30 for those who would like to check it out and review um you're more than welcome to so moving on each vow entered is a contract. This is why we can, we shouldn't make vows lightly. Just to review, I should never promise someone, I should say, God willing, I'll be able to do this. It is a hard, um, it has, I should say, been difficult to adjust from, you know, being over dramatic or over dramatizing or over inflating a story. Because when you do that, that's part of making a vow too. Because someone's going off of what you claim your eyewitness account was. You could be lying and deceiving, leaving someone else astray, which we're not supposed to do. Don't do that. I know, I know. Whoa, I get it. So, we shouldn't make vows. We should just say, God willing, I'll be able to help you move. God willing. Um, just remind me, I'll do my best. We should say something like that. Because once we say for sure, for sure is a binding agreement. It is written down, it is witness, it is put somewhere. And if we go against it saying we, we were gonna do something that we know very well we weren't gonna do, that is considered lying and that is a sin and that's something that cursed be he is it and can use against us to go before Hashem into the courts of heaven and find cause spiritually attack us does that make sense it's a spiritual teaching we've gone over that on um removing ancestral sins deuteronomy chapter 8 and that was before my conversion also so if you watch it you will hear a bunch of jc references take what you need leave what you don't if you would like to watch it it is on our playlist on youtube marie speaks god's grace bible study all right so there we go. So being the basics for being able to make a vow 
is you cannot do it with lying. You cannot do it with inception. You cannot force someone into a vow or a contractual agreement. You have to be an adult. You have to be of sound mind. You have to be, um, you can't be a cripple. You can't be like mentally um, stunted in any way. You, or you have to be a respected religious leader of a community. And for that, that really doesn't matter your age. If you were, you know, a baby prophet like Enoch, um, then you can enter into a contract because you got that wisdom and Hashem's presence is on you. Blessings be to him. You see what I mean? So you could do that. But otherwise, you need to be an adult. Both parties need to be fully aware of the requirements and openly agree. And this open agreement must be witnessed, archived, written down, logged in, and it can be in document or verbal form as long as there are three or more witnesses. And the contracts and vows are reviewed by the... Sadducees, the 70 consul, and your religious higher ups. Now, in the vows class, we went over on how to nullify a vow, and you can check that out later. That is all the bare minimum. And yes, there are books that go in far more detail, and if this is that, then this, yes. But that is the bare minimum. All right. So for those who say grace is free, uh, no, <laughs> it is not. Grace is earned. Grace um, or merits um, is based off of your merits. And Hashem will have mercy on who he will have mercy on 100%. 100%. Because he says the very end of someone's existence, not us. Let's be clear. So no, we shouldn't judge. But when it comes to the individual... You shouldn't be too lackadaisy your relationship with Hashem. Any religion or any thought process or any group or any club or whatever they want to claim to be that goes contrary or contradicts or aims to remove or aims to say it's not true that an individual does not have a personal obligation and a personal accountability to the great I am, they are going against Torah. That means they are fake, phony, and false. They are a liar. They are a deceiver. They are apostate. They are bearing false witness. They are blaspheming the name of God. 100%. Ooh. And if Paul really said the things that he said, he is a blasphemer of God's name. Why anyone is following him, why others are teaching his falsities, I have no idea why it has been going on for so long. I believe it's one of the stumbling blocks of cursed be he, a satan, that Hashem allowed to happen in an order way to test us. I do believe that is a possibility. But it makes me wonder You know, at, at these schools, these, you know, seminaries, all these pastors, bis bishops, deacons, this and that, how they can open up the book, read it from cover to cover, and they don't see it, you know? It's, maybe, maybe they're not being allowed to see it, maybe there's, 
a reason for that. I don't know. Everything happens in their own timing. You know, there's some individuals that are converting to Judaism and they're 80 years old. They're in, they're in some of our Facebook, not my Facebook groups, Facebook groups that I'm joined into on Facebook about converting to Judaism late in life, midlife, whatever. And then there's some individuals I think there was one post I saw that there was an individual, I think they're like 15 or 16, and they want to convert to Judaism. They have to wait till they're 18. But do you see what I mean? It makes me wonder, not in a way of questioning God or God's purpose or anything like that, but I find it interesting. Um, and then I wonder like, why? <laughs> you know, like, <gasps> when he could just have everyone's eyes open he could do that. He is God. I, this is what I think. I think one's eyes become open when they finally ask. And I believe that there's a biblical foundation for that belief. It happened with Abraham because Abraham's ancestors even his father was it was a pagan idol a maker some sources say he worshiped idols himself and he converted to judaism later so there's that but it said that you know abraham of Anu that he went out to the wilderness and he said i see all these things there has to be something that is controlling the sun because the sun turns tonight there has to be something that's come turning the moon because the, the moon goes out with the sun there has to be something that's controlling the stars because the sun stars disappear when the suns come out there must be something that's pushing the water and so on who or what is this and then that's when hashem said here i am <laughs> you see what i mean I believe the reason why individuals' eyes stay closed is because they don't ask. Is this true? What is true? Who are you? They just see what's on their plate and eat there instead of saying, what's the ingredients is this? Is this all synthetic, fake, phony, and false man-made stuff? Or is this something like what God created? What's original, you know, Torah? <laughs> so I encourage others, ask, ask God, ask God. God, um, what is the truth? I just wanna know the truth, whatever it is, Hashem, you know? And I believe he'll reveal it to you. Why do I believe that? Because I believe that's what Hashem has done for me. I know someone will be like, oh, you shouldn't go by your feelings. I'm going. I'm running to Torah with full force. I don't run as fast as I used to. But there's something in there left. I'm in. All right. So the living God created a living contract. An important fact to understand a fact that I believe. That's important. I should have said that. Um, our contract is a living document because our God is a living spirit, right? He's creator of souls. He is everything. He is a sovereign ruling God. Amen and amen. 
He cares for the contract. Why? Because he created it. Hashem cares for everything he created. Amen and amen. Hashem cares for the contract just like we should care for a brand new baby. Just born. We should clean it. We should wash it. We should clothe it. We should dress it. We should nurture it. 100%. We should cradle it. We should speak kindly to it. And then when we go through different stages, you know, our contract matures as we mature. We shouldn't be at year five for those who are converting at your conversion, same state of your conversion as you were at day one. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. Get off the chupon, okay? You need to grow on up in this because each individual has an accountability, has an obligation. You shouldn't be at year 20 like you were in year five of your walk in Judaism. It shouldn't be the case. We should always be learning our whole life. And I believe that is biblical and scriptural because look at Abraham. Look at Moshe. They would have never met great heights if they wouldn't have continued to progress in Torah. 100%. Look at Jacob, who is Israel. Look at all the great sages. They all, amen, a blessed memory. Do you see what I mean? All of them that were talked about that were considered honorable and did great things for the Jewish faith, the Jewish people, for Judaism as a whole, we wouldn't have anything if they weren't, if they had wanted to be satisfied with just enough. I'm good here. I know enough about you, God. We can quit communicating now. God is never, never going to stop communicating with anyone who wants to speak to him. It doesn't matter who they are or where they are or what they are doing. Hashem answers everyone who cries out to them, him from their heart. Amen. For it is written. It's a living contract. Just like that beautiful baby ages and grows and matures, so does the contract. This is where, in my opinion, many get lost or remain dormant or become stunted and wonder why their baby isn't thriving, you know? Look in the mirror. If you aren't having a passionate, loving relationship with our Father in Heaven, you're the one in control of it. You and I could wake up every morning and be like, Blessed are you, God, creator of the universe. I love you. Thank you for my life. Thank you for each day. Marie, you're being a drama queen. I can guarantee you right now. Mm. I'm not boasting. I'm just providing a, an example. Yesterday, when I was washing the dishes, yes, washing the dishes, not my favorite chore, by the way. I'd rather scrub toilets than wash the dishes. I don't know why I can't stand washing dishes, but I do because Marie doesn't like a dirty house. Keep it clean. So I'm washing the dishes and I'm just singing to Hashem. Oh, I love you, Hashem. You're my God. You're such a great God. Look at all the things you've done for me. No, I'm not the next wonderful great singer of all time 
but yes I sing to Hashem I do I love it and it says it in our prayers it says I will sing to you with Hallel with songs and praises Hashem the Tehillim our uh, our psalm book amen if you go on YouTube I should share it there is I love this one this is the Ben Israel mmm so good mmm um, if you go on YouTube, there's actually a couple of videos of individuals who sing the whole Psalms. And I think it's like five hours long. Anyway, it's in Hebrew for those um, who, are wonder who are wondering. But yes, they sing them. They're supposed and they're meant to be sing with songs and praises. And this is why the music that we listen to, the lyrics that we sing oh it matters if you are singing something perverse yes what you're not singing to and of the god of abraham isaac and jacob nope you're singing to those gods with a little g cursed be all that and those who believe in it no 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 we need to sing to the great i am keep a paper clip in that and you will see why a little bit later because this is a contractual contractual agreement we willingly enter it and god forbid if someone chooses to go against it they are open up to the consequences and negativities of the contract when one party fails to meet their contractual obligations of the contract the contract is voided the contract can lapse on their payments and it could get repossessed it could be sickened it could be get get repoed it could die it could be a negative or a positive. The choice is yours. And this living contract with Hashem, Hashem can end our contract. I know some don't like to think so. I know some religions teach once saved, always saved. You are washed in virgin human sacrifice. No, that's Baalism. That's Baal pure. Think about it virgin human sacrifice bel pure that is canaanite religion <laughs> i know i can't believe we didn't see this earlier right mm, hashem forgive us <sighs> many fall short of the contractual obligations simply because they don't ask we should ask it is a conversation it's a relationship which means for those who do not hearken unto the voice of Hashem, they are opening themselves up to consequences, to rebukes, to curses, to correction, both naturally and supernaturally, for it's written in the Torah. And they are also opening up themselves to the plagues of Egypt, to greater temptations being thrown at them, dishonor, dismay, shame, and the list can go on and on. God forbid. God forbid one persists in the refusal of correction after they have entered into the contract. And by the way, anyone who has ever stood at Mount Sinai, you're in the contract. You're in the covenant. But Marie, I haven't finished my conversion process. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me give you a spiritual teaching real quick. Anyone who has ever stood at Mount Sinai and accepted the Torah has already accepted the Torah. Already accepted the Torah. Even if you were like me and just a couple months ago 
last year, year before, you were almost got swooped up in that Masonic movement. Ooh, cursed be all that. Even before, a couple years ago, if you were in whatever Pentecostal Baptist church, if you were a Lutheran, if you were Jehovah's Witnesses, whatever you were, even if you were downright a uh, Even if you were doing the most last week and you said, I know Torah's true today, you were standing at Mount Sinai. Anyone that has ever stood at Mount Sinai is standing at Mount Sinai. The only reason the Mashiach has not come, Hashem, show me this. The reason why, one of the reasons why the Mashiach has not come is because not everyone has finished being gathered from all four corners of the earth to Mount Sinai. Wait a minute. So when the Exodus occurred, right? And the nation of Israel was leaving Egypt. Those who saw and their eyes were open and they saw that the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob was the true God. They went to Moshe Avenu and they said, take us with you. They like the prophecy said, cling to the clothes of a Jew and said, we know that your God is the true God. Take us with you. <laughs> this is where Moshe Avenu got himself in trouble. He wasn't perfect, oh, but he was a Mashiach. Not the Mashiach, but a one, right? So Moshe Avenu took those who wanted to convert to Judaism with him without even asking Hashem, it's written. <laughs> and they get to Mount Sinai, right? And the shaking and the tumbling and everything happens. And they say, we know that you are the true God. Everything you say, we will do, right? So God's timeline, when he showed me this, right? God's timeline is not this way. It's this way. It's this way. It's like a plaid shirt when you really think of it. So everyone who has ever stood at Mount Sinai is still standing at Mount Sinai. And those converts who heard about Hashem and saw the wonders from all that were going on in Egypt and then heard about it with all the other lands, because we went over there in the history lesson. China was still going on. Russia was still going on. Americas were still going on. Canada's were still going on. Antarctica, Antarctica. Everything was still going on. So when they saw these supernatural events happening in Egypt, they started being pulled to Mount Sinai to convert to Judaism and accept the Torah. And that's still going on today. And when everyone who's supposed to be in the covenant so the Mashiach can come gets there, that's part of when the Mashiach will come. And everyone will know that there is one God and his name is Juan, and we will be Ichad. Amen? That's what happens when you read Torah, Hashem shows you. Isn't that beautiful? I was like, Hashem, this is why you wanted me to read these books. For the past couple of um, Shabbats, it's been so wonderful, I'm not gonna cry, I'm not gonna cry. Hashem has been having me continued reading and now I'm reading in the book of the prophets. But he was showing me everyone who was converting and how they were still standing at Mount Sinai right now. 
Yes, you still have to go through the conversion process to be accepted by the earthly community. So stop. Don't just stand up and say, oh, you know. But we've gone over this. You could mikvah, accept Torah, go mikvah in a river with, you know, fish swimming around right now. Say your three blessings. And you are accepted into the family of Hashem, right? Just like Abraham and Moses did and everyone that was out Mount Sinai. That's what they did, right? But to be accepted at the shul, at the temple, at the synagogue, yes, you need to go through the conversion process uh, with your fellow Jews and with the rabbinical authority and everything like that. So I'm not saying just go jump into a river and say your blessings. No, 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 no. I'm saying there are others out there and their eyes are being awakened and they're like, oh, this is what I want to do. So this is like another reason why I believe, oh, this is another reason. Isn't he so cute? This is another reason why I believe anyone who is open to hearing about Torah, I should talk to them about Torah. Because what if Hashem has sent them to me to hear about Torah and to awaken that beautiful Jewish soul in them? So they can convert and if i am a coward or if i am too shy or if i am uh too haughty and too conceited or whatever not to talk to them about hashem and about torah if i will withhold this goodness that could be a consequence it could be a negative consequence because i due to my um stubbornness or whatever have become a stumbling block for someone. Think about that. Ooh, that's painful. Think about it. No, no, no. God forbid. So this is why I choose to be like, look, Sarah is my mother. Sarah is my example. If someone wants to talk to me about Torah and Hashem, we're talking. As long as they aren't doing that mocking, you know, ridiculous, stupid thing that some people can do. Just running around, even though they're supposed to be an adults, but they're acting worse than a a, a two-year-old throwing a tantrum over their, you know, their idol worship. Get over yourself. You see what I mean? That's just a long thing. All right. God forbid one refuses to correct themselves. I do believe the contract could be taken away for them because think about King Saul. King Saul was supposed to have a dynasty. He was. But because of his repeated willful intentional disobedience against Torah, Putting himself up as a priest, and he wasn't. Putting himself up as a priest, and he wasn't. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. Putting himself as a priest in the priestly Kohan position, and he wasn't. The kingship was ripped from him. No. You see what I mean? Know your lane and stay in it. Because God has put us each here for a specific purpose because we all have an individual obligation to Torah. Sal's willful and intentional repeated disobedience to Hashem and his commandments cost him the kingly line. 100%. Ooh. Verse 13 of Devarim, chapter 7. He, meaning Hashem, will love you and he will bless you and he and he alone will multiply you and he will bless not only you, me, I. He will bless 
the fruit of your belly, that means your children. He will also bless the fruit of your soil, your grain, your wine, your olive oil, your offspring of your cattle, the herds of your sheep upon the soil that he swore to your forefathers to give you. I do believe that our ancestors, when they open up this scroll and we're in our, we're our little baby spirits in heaven, you know, I want that, I want that. All right, this is going to be your family. Oh, because they're your great grandparents, you're going to have all these blessings. I want some of that. You see what I mean? I believe no matter what our life started out with, there was a great purpose for that. I do. And I believe the ones who had, unfortunately, I, I don't want to say unfortunately. I believe the ones who started out with what most of us would consider the, the greatest disadvantage here on earth were are the ones that who are most likely supposed to be having the greatest Mashiach kind of life here on earth. I mean, look at Abraham. He was born into a pagan and idolatry culture, a pagan and idolatry household with pagan and I his parents were idolater makers and worshipers. And you know the debauchery that happens in an idol worshiping area, like what happens with the Canaanites? They were doing the most. They were doing human sacrifices. They were doing bestiality. They're doing all kinds of sexual perversions. They were doing all kinds of disgusting things against God. And from that household, from that unclean, disgusting area, Abraham Avenu stepped out and said, there must be something greater than this. There must be something, someone who's ruling all of this. And then, because he was willing to step out and overcome the disadvantage that he was born into, his disgusting ancestors, <laughs> because he was willing to say, ah, I don't want to be like that. There's something more. Hashem made him the father of our faith. That's amazing, don't you think? I think it's beautiful. It makes me look at others born. It, it makes me look at others born at a disadvantage in a whole different way. Like, ah, God's gonna do a miracle here if they would only, if they would only have courage. Hmm. What a beautiful thing, right? Amen. All right. Verse 14, and I will bless, and you will be blessed more than all others, and there will be, let me reread, reread that real quick. <laughs> you will be blessed more than all the peoples. There will not be among you a sterile male or barren female, nor among your animals. Commentary. I believe this means we will be the first ones blessed. Um, we will be blessed beyond others. We will be just like the 7D that went down to Goshan and uh, Jacob, 
is sitting second in command of all of pagan demonic Egypt, right? And they are being blessed despite a famine. Yes, they were having a rough time. Yes. But in the end result, they are the one who help ensure that others have a fruitful life. And then that area is being blessed because they are there. We could be that. We could do that. Wherever our job is, whatever we're doing, if we go and search for Hashem and we follow his Torah, his ordinances and his commandments for it is written, that could be what is going on for us here and now. Continuing on, verses 15 through 20. Hashem will remove from you all the illness, ah, hashtag 2020, all the illness and the harmful diseases, hashtag 2020, from Egypt, that you know and don't know, let's be honest, or that's invented or created in, in labs, he will be, he will not place upon you, but will give them to all of your enemies. Oh, that's a tough one to digest right there, right? The plague that's going on, even if it's a man-made plague. I'm not boasting Father, Father in heaven. Mm -mm. I'm not boasting and not shaming and i'm not judging oh no i'm just merely pointing out you see what i mean you you see what i'm saying you will consume all the pe you will consume all the peoples that hashem your god is giving you do not take pity on them all the idol worshipers okay do not take pity on them do not serve their gods with a little g don't do it do not take pity on them do not come into agreement with them do not when they say oh you know that's how the world is no 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 that ain't how the world is today not for me not for me and my household we serve the lord the god of abraham the god of isaac the god of jacob the great and mighty and awesome god for there is only he he is one and there is no other amen Marie, do you really talk like that when others are, you know, talking to you and there's like, well, that's how the world is today. You know, that's how we, no, no, no. Yes, I do talk like that. I say not for me. No, I make straight right away to say I am not in agreement with that. Am I this forceful with it? No, but I make sure to say no, no, not we, no, not we, uh-uh. And then they'll be like, oh, you know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. Because where I come from, we aren't doing that. You know, and they'll be like, well, where do you come from? I'm like, El Paso, Texas. <laughs> but the point is, it's about who you are. Your fellow is those who are serving Hashem and Torah. So if someone says, oh, well, that's going in all the schools today. No, it's not. All the kids are being taught that today. No, they aren't. Our kids aren't. You see what I mean? There's a difference. Do not come into agreement with serving their gods. It is a curse. It is a curse. Do not bring that into your household. This. Do not bring that into your household. This. Amen. Do not come into agreement with it. You're going to see it soon. Do not serve their gods because they are a snare to you. Perhaps you may think to yourself, 
These nations are more numerous than eyes. The masses are agreeing with it. The media is agreeing with it. Everyone's doing it. Everyone's teaching it. Disney's playing it. Those, <laughs> oh, ooh, Hashem, thank you for having me watch my mouth. <laughs> I love you, Hashem. You're so good to me. Those individuals <laughs> are singing about it in their music videos, popping and dropping it, you know? Those are, they're doing it on the big screen. You see it on the park, at the Broadway, at the pools, on the beaches. You see it. They're more numerous, it's everywhere. How can I inherit them? No, no, no. Do not come in agreement with it. Even the nation of Israel, where they were wandering through the desert, even when they were in Egypt, even Moshe of Ainu, even Abraham, when he was surrounded by pagans, idolaters, the most. The ones who stood true to Torah did not wash away with the flood and with the famines and with the plagues. I'm just gonna put it that way, hashtag 2020. Do you fear them? Do not fear them. Recall well what Hashem your God did to Pharaoh in all of Egypt. Remember that. When something bad happens, I just did this the other day after I was studying the Bible study, and I said, my God took me out of Egypt. My God ensured that the horse and the rider was cast into the sea. My God did it for my ancestors and he will do it for me Hashem. Amen. that's right when any test comes against you know that it is just a test the great test that you witness in the signs and the wonders and the strong hand the extended arm with which Hashem your God took you out so will Hashem your God do to all the peoples that you are afraid of Hashem will ensure that our enemies become our footstool. Hashem will ensure all those mockers, all those slanderers, all of those who are trying to persecute us in whichever which way, shape, or form, that they will be like the horse and the rider cast into the sea. 100%. Also, Hashem, Hashem will send them away. He will banish them. If we banish their idols, if we destroy their idols, do not bring it into our household. Hide it from us. Hide it from us. Don't even notice it. Don't pay attention to it. Do not give it authorization to invade your eyes, your ears, your heart, your home, your children's education system, your children's entertainment. Don't give the evil ones and those who serve the evil ones, cursed be all that, do not give them permission. They have to have permission to be let into your home. Oh, Marie, I don't believe you. Well, let me give some examples. Who turns on that radio? Who clicks on that TV? Who buys those instruments? Who buys those toys? Who takes them to that movie? Who buys them those clothes to wear? You see what I'm saying? Do not let it into your household. Nothing can be brought into your household unless you allow someone to take it into your household. Let's be honest, every if everybody has an individual of accountability. You and I are perfectly capable, perfectly capable of 
not letting something into our house. But how does something get into our house? We bring it in or we let it in. Someone gives it us to a, as a gift and we don't want to be like, oh, I can't accept this. I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. I don't want to embarrass them. Oh, it's nice. It's made out of gold and silver. No, throw it away. Don't even accept it. A couple of years ago, just as an example, one of our relatives bought one of our children a Harry Potter wand. Witchcraft and sorcery. Curse it be all that. Now, it was one of our children's birthdays, so they get the gift, they're all excited, and they open it, and they instantly looked at me, and I was like, what is that, love? And I looked down, and I was like, oh! yes, I was that dramatic with it, because I was shocked. I was shocked that this family member would even think that that's something I would allow in my household. Don't you know who I am? I'm a child of the living God. They don't know, they don't know. You have to have grace on it. Here, they've known me for a thousand years, Baruch Hashem, right? I'm the one who went and changed. I'm the one who went and started observing Torah. I'm the one who decided to convert to Judaism. So yes, we should have grace for our family members. I shouldn't go and attack them and be like, how dare you? And no, no, no. That isn't the way I chose to handle it. I simply was like, <gasps> and obviously they knew from my, <laughs> my dramatic <laughs> response to seeing the gift that that was something that I was not in agreement with, right? So I'm like, <gasps> we can't have that. Oh, I didn't even say thank you. I didn't say thank you for being nice. It was a sweet thought. No, no, no. I just said, <gasps> we cannot have that in this house. I'm so sorry. You need to take it with you. And they immediately took it with them to the car and they left it in there. <laughs> I didn't apologize for not accepting it. No, I don't have anything to apologize for. I'm staying right with Torah. Now, how they chose to handle the situation is up to them. My responsibility is to Torah and what I'm allowing into my house. I'm just providing that into example and to show others Hashem says, if you live by the ordinances which I, meaning our blessed Father in heaven, commands you, then all these curses will before you, all these consequences will before you. They're good and bad. Sometimes it is a consequence staying right with Torah. My family member could have got upset, like, who do you think you are? You think you're better than me because you're doing it up now, you know, and all these things. They could have done that, they didn't. Have I had family members do that? Yes. Have I had friends do that? Yes. But I have to stay right with Hashem. That's the consequence. It's the balance. You know, there's some give and take in life. There's some give and take in Torah. That's the way it is. Was it painful at first? Yes. Ooh, I cried. <laughs> I cried so much. Losing friends and losing loved ones. Oh, it was painful. And I'd go to Hashem and I'd be like, why? Why I love them? And I thought they loved me. I thought they loved you. But clearly, the next stage that I'm going through in life, 
isn't gonna have them with me. Why can't I bring them with me, Father? Put them in the luggage, put them in the luggage, let's take them, right? I'm like Abraham, trying to take a wicked lot with me. <laughs> it can't happen sometimes. Oh, it's so sad, it's painful. Mm -mm. I probably shouldn't have done that, but I did. <laughs> I'm sure others understand. We shouldn't destroy all those idols. Don't even let it into your house. If it's already in your house, pick it up, throw it in the trash, smash, crash, bash it. Do not get any material gain out of it. Do not even get any emotional gain by giving it or donating it to someone. Why? Because it is an accursed object. Don't be like Abraham's, <laughs> Abraham Abenu's parents and be selling or giving idols. It's biblical. Don't do it. Do not be intimidated by them, for Hashem your God is amid you and the great and fearsome Almighty One. Hashem your God will expel these nations before you gradually. Gradually. Did he say instantly? <laughs> I wish, right? No. Did he say in an instant? Nope. Did he say within a week or a year or even within a month? Nope. He said gradually. Ooh. This is why Hashem says, have courage and do not fear for I am with you. Hallelujah. You will be unable to exterminate them rapidly. Least the wild animals multiply against you. Let me explain this verse right here. It is a spiritual teaching. It is beautiful. It is prophetic love this verse the reason why evil cannot be removed all at once Hashem why are these evil demonics and these these cursed gods with a little G that people are worshiping why are they allowed to exist why is pagan and idolatry why is there bestiality why is there people being harmed why does evil exist in the world why Hashem why I'm not mocking this is how we talk why because evil needs to be exterminated gradually. Why? Because if not, that open land, that open spirit, those sits and splits that exist within a spirit soul in an earthly body would be filled with wild animals, that's nature, wild animals, that's spiritual. Meaning, when we begin to cleanse and heal and remove pagan and idolatry from our life if we don't replace that with something good something wholesome something of torah then unhealthy evil disgusting demonic evil spirits curse it all that will try to come in you'll see this god forbid but let me tell you what happens when you might think of it and be like oh my gosh that was happening when we were coming closer to Torah and closer to Hashem, did anyone else notice that's when evil demonic presence tried to start flickering, flickering, flickering and attacking us? All of a sudden, you're getting right with Hashem. You're getting right with Torah. And God forbid someone starts being rude to you at your job. You've known them for years. They've always been nice. We didn't eat lunch together. Now you hate me? Oh, yes. My friends went against me. My family went against me. My employers went against me. It sucked to say the least even my beautiful dog a blessed memory he started barking at me acting all crazy when i started coming to torah why because i needed to find a way to 
to um, fill in with more Hashem's Holy Spirit, to fill in more with Torah, to fill more with a watching and learning of being holy of transitioning i wanted to do everything right away right away i wanted it all at once but this is why hashem was like okay marie i'm gonna lead you into this you know i'm gonna lead you into that little by little i'm gonna fill you with torah so that evil demonic spirits don't come in and trick you and become stumbling stones and take you further away from me you won't be worse off than before does that make sense this is why evil still exists now because there cannot be open or voided spaces that is not being occupied by a righteous Jew, a Torah observant Jew, a Shabbat keeping Jew, someone who is believing that Hashem is the God. You may not be perfect. You may be on your walk with Hashem, Amen and Amen, growing greater in Torah each and every day, but the little golden beautiful flakes that you possess in you are ensuring that that land is being occupied by a stronghold in Hashem and not the evil ones. Does that make sense? That is why <laughs> they don't get exterminated rapidly. I didn't know this. Thank you, Hashem. You spend time with Torah, you spend time with Hashem and he will reveal to you the secrets not known before. Hashem. Amen. Hashem will defeat them before you and will confuse them. Do they not seem confused now? They don't even know what's a man and what's a woman. Oh yes, they are greatly confused. They will be confused until they are destroyed. In fact, they are destroying themselves right now, sadly. And what's even more sad is watching parents destroying their children. I know we aren't perfect. I know we aren't perfect. It, we all make mistakes, but seriously, taking them to watch a family-friendly drag show? Cursed be all that. That is of the devil. That is straight up Astar Canaanite worship. Do not come into agreement with it. Do not support it. Do not go there. If someone says, oh, well, that's the way it is today. No, it's not. No, no, it's not. I'm not in agreement with you. You see what I'm, oh, they're going to learn it somewhere. No, they aren't. Not me and my house. We will serve the Lord forever and always in Hashem's glorious name. You see what I mean? They try to trick us. And if we were to be like, Father, I'm just providing examples. Thank you for shielding and covering us this whole lesson. You see what I mean? If you come into agreement with someone saying that's the way it is today, this is what they're learning everywhere. And you're like, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even if you don't mean it in here, you're saying it, you're speaking it, you're setting it loose on earth and pulling it out of the heavens where the wicked ones are roaming around trying to find somewhere and some way to get into your life. You see what I mean? And if you come into agreement with it, this is spiritual teaching. Please hear me, children of God. If you come into agreement with anything that is against Hashem and against Torah, cursed Satan goes before Hashem at the court of heavens and said, they came into agreement with it. Some part of them doubts you and Torah being true. They don't have courage what you commanded them. They don't have faith what you commanded them. They aren't rebuking. That is against you. What you commanded them, it's in Torah. 
there are consequences. It could be positive or negative. We each have an individual responsibility to the living contract that we all agreed to while we were at Mount Sinai or when we were little baby beautiful spirits in heaven being given our scroll of life. 100%. 100%. He, meaning Hashem, will put their kings, their leaders, their government officials, individuals in power and positions of authority into your hand. And you will, you hear the certainty, you will eliminate their name from beneath the heavens. That's here on earth. From beneath the heavens. No man will stand up to you until you have destroyed them. I'm not preaching violence. I'm saying destroyed them. Made it so they cannot be attacking our children. You know what? Why is Drag Queen Story Hour being allowed to exist in our city where we observe Torah? Why? Why? are not the righteous in Hashem calling and emailing? Why are we not posting that all over social media saying, why don't we go and protest this? If you don't want to protest in person because of whatever you're afraid, fine, I get it. But you can't send an email. You can't share a post to your thousand of followers. You rather worry about X, Y, and Z and about promoting your name instead of Hashem's name? Seriously? You got me straight twisted right there. That is not what it's supposed to be. Marie, have you done this? Fun fact, yes. All glory be to the living God. We did a protest at the public library. We only had to go one time, one time, one time. We only had to go one time. We found out that this Drag Queen Story Hour was going on in our city for a whole year. We found out on the year anniversary that they were gonna be celebrating and we went and did a protest. And others, not just me, others, put it out there saying, look what is going on. We weren't great in number. We weren't. There was maybe less than 10 of us that went there to protest. Guess what happened the next following week? There was no more Drag Queen Story Hour at that library. They tried to go to another library and do their Drag Queen Story Hour. We called, we emailed, we said, why are we paying for this? This is our taxpayer money. No, if they're gonna be doing their Drag Queen Story Hour, we're gonna go before them and we're gonna do Bible studies in the libraries. If that's okay with that, that's okay with this. Guess what? No more Drag Queen Story Hour. Baruch Hashem. That's what I'm saying. This is what we should be doing. So if others are like, Marie, do you just preach it? No, I teach it and you walk it because we each have a personal accountability. If you know that some abominational acts are going on in your city, your state, your nation, and you are against it and it is against Torah, it doesn't matter where you are in your walk. You have to start somewhere. Start today. Start now. Figure it out. Take a, take a quick little search. They post it all over Facebook. 
they posted all over the internet what's going on in our city don't come into agreement with it it is only allowed to happen when god's people do not speak up and speak out i understand that going in person can be intimidating and honestly it was nerve-wracking it was scary <laughs> for someone many know how you know things that I had to deal with or would have had to deal with a couple. No, I shouldn't say many, but if you have courage, wherever you are lacking, Hashem will cover you. You have to know that you have to know that and get it into your confidence with experience. It will gain. Amen. Amen. For it is written, he will put their Kings into your hands and you will eliminate them. They will not be standing before you. They will be destroyed. Burn the statues of their gods in the fire. Do not covet, even if it's made out of precious rubies, silver and gold, silver and gold. Do you remember that? That's why it's put to songs. Don't listen to it. Rebuke it. Amen. Do not covet their silver, their gold, their riches, their fames, their likes, their shares, their ministries, whatever it is. Don't covet what they are doing, serving their little fake gods. Don't do it. Don't put them upon yourself. Don't take it into your household. Why? Because it is a snare to you. It is an abomination. Do not bring that abomination, wait for it, into your household. I saw on social media a lot of individuals um, who are claiming to be Torah observant Jews having Christmas trees in their households. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to bring, cut down a tree from the book of Jeremiah. It says, do not cut down a tree and bring it into your household because that is what the Canaanite religions do. Don't decorate it. Don't bow down to it. Don't bring crosses into your household. Crosses are astros uh, poles. Hashem, show me that. Astros poles. So if you got cross, crosses in your household, it is a snare to you. I know it. I used to say, oh, you should have them in every room. Now I know better. Once you know better, you become accountable to that sin and you could be held in judgment for it. It's a consequence because we each have an individual accountability with our contract. Get rid of it. Throw it away. Trash it. Trash it. Destroy it. Break it. Burn it. Safety first, obey the law in your jurisdiction wherever you are, but destroy it. Make it so it can't be used by someone else to be able to commit idolatry or abominable acts with. That's the point. If it's CD, break it, break it, throw it. If it's a book, tear it, tear it, throw it. You see what I mean? If it's clothes, cut it up, throw it. Don't donate it to Goodwill. I love Goodwill too. Don't donate it to Goodwill. You see what I mean? Don't give it to someone else who you know is a pagan idol worshiper. Don't do it because you are getting an emotional reward for it. You are cursing further emotional awards later because you gave away an idol object. 100, it's spiritual law, that's a spiritual teaching. Whatever you do in sin, you are cursing. If you gain money in sin, you're cursing your future monies. 
if you get emotional rewards in sin you are cursing your future emotional rewards if you gain relationships in sin you are cursing your future relationships both professional romantic and friendship even just meeting others on the street you are cursing that because you were gaining in sin somehow emotionally that's crazy right but this is how spiritual laws work individuals forget there is the natural world and the spiritual world what we let loose on earth we let loose in heaven what hashem the lord our god receives from us on earth he will let loose in heaven and it will come back to earth that's how it is to be one ichad. because if we don't own up to our part of the contract <laughs> guess what Hashem is still going to own up to his part of the contract and his part of the contract is I gave you a contract you accepted it you said you would abide by the terms and conditions of that contract you did this is your signature this is you right this is you right here you didn't do it well guess what I'm still gonna do my part boom curses boom rebukes boom correction no Hashem forgive me right okay okay I forgive you yeah 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 you see what I mean <laughs> we are all held accountable all held accountable I laugh to keep from crying because I'm sure some way shape or form we have been there unfortunately God forbid in some way we've we've all done something but it's not an excuse to keep on sinning why because you shouldn't be at year 20 as you were in year one in torah amen and amen do not bring that abomination into your house or into your house into your vehicle into your job into your workplace if someone gave you something that was idolatry for any one of their pagan demonic holidays that they want to pretend has to do with a sweet little baby's birth that recently happened get it off your desk get it out of your car get it out of your house throw it in the trash you don't have to be like Oh, I accepted it, but I really can't and return it to them because then you could possibly be shaming them and that gets into another whole spiritual law. Just throw it away. Just throw it away and get rid of it. Okay? All right. Whew. It must be banned. All right? All right. So let's go into some definitions so there is just no confusion of how we are supposed to treat idolatry, idols, or idolaters and by idolaters uh, I don't mean the actual individual who is ignorant to their lifestyle and their devices but those who are willfully intentional and knowledgeable of what they were doing like the Nancy Pelosi's of the world she knows she's a high-class witch cursed be all that I pray she repents in Hashem's glorious name hallelujah but she obviously is a witch, right? The Beyonce's, Cursey be all that in the world, the Katy Perry's, you know, we pray they repent. But that class of idolaters and idolatry, this is how we as Torah, God-fearing, uh, observant individuals, you know, if you want to say, oh, I'm a Torah, I'm a Torah observant, 
messianic whatever oh well really you want some of this well this is how you should act to all that idolatry that you're agreeing with not all of us not all of yous but those who are who it applies to you should loathe idolatry you should be disgusted with it you should be intolerant intolerant look at this right here intolerant to it okay that means it should not be allowed in your conversation in your eyeballs in your ears in your language in your dress your manner your covering in your no you should detest it it should make you kind of nauseous you should probably want to vomit when you hear and and know about idolatry or people living sexually perverse lives and all that stuff it should make you want to throw up no sorry define abomination something regarded with disgust or hatred extreme disgust or hatred so when hashem says it an abomination to me he is saying i hate that i'm disgusted by that i'm so disgusted about that if all of you were to stop praying right now i would destroy it in an instant because that is so vile to me i'm not putting words in our father's mouth hashem merciful one i'm just saying that's just an example forgive me hashem you see what i mean define ban it should be prohibited by spiritual legal means and physical legal means because we have a natural world and a spiritual world right all right you should not use it you should not perform with it and you should not distribute it amen it should be considered contraband amen so this is why when something is an accursed item you don't donate it you don't give it away you don't say well i don't believe this but they do let me give it to them you destroy it like the torah says okay so I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray in Hashem's merciful, glorious name, hallelujah, that it has been made clear what Hashem, blessed be He, is asking us to do, what He has called us to do, and how we are supposed to treat all this and act towards it. Don't come into agreement with it. Don't live it don't entertainment live torah we each have an individual responsibility amen all right so that concludes the bible study yay welcome back welcome back welcome back <laughs> i hope others really got something out of this bible study i pray this bible study blessed everyone i pray this bible study um just nourished others and that this bible study helped correct any misgivings that we have previously been taught i have been there thank you hashem for delivering right and you know i pray that i truly pray we each grow in our walk with hashem each and every day hallelujah hallelujah i really do so i am gonna get going <laughs> and tomorrow begins the fast so i'm gonna do my best to have this edited for everyone tonight and have it uploaded so others can view it for tomorrow all right so just as a friendly reminder the half torah 
for this for this Bible study is Isaiah and so I'm gonna put it at the end of this Bible study in the audio form so if you want to hold on and listen to that after I cut this clip you're more than welcome to let me see if there's anything else man this was really fun I really have missed doing this I've missed you guys <laughs> oh, I love you guys <laughs> so with that being said this Bible study is completed yay all right so that is it all right so we are going to close out with the priestly blessing and the reading after Torah blessing and that is it. All right. So until next time, children of the most high, ever loving, living God, may God bless you. May God keep you. May we all be forever written in the book of life. Take care and God bless. What are your thoughts? Any minds change just a correction of previous misteachings? Or perhaps others are seeing how other religions are completely and utterly against the one and only true living God? Let me know in the comments. I'd love to hear your thoughts. In closing, I do pray others enjoyed these teachings. Please remember to like heart and share. In conclusion, I am left with the same thoughts that I have had since season one. Everyone has a choice. And everything has a choice. Accept the Torah, turn from evil and do good, or even chose this day whom one shall serve. In any case, some will chose the life in Torah with Ha, Shem, and, sadly some will chose the sword. Oamain and Oamain. Blessings after reading the Torah. Borukata du noi Eloheinu melech ho olum, asher nozen lanu toras eems, shuye olum notabisakainu. Borukata du noi, nosean ha toro. Translation Blessed are you, El Rod our God, King of the Universe, who has given us the Torah of truth and planted eternal life within us. Blessed are you, El Rod, who gives the Torah. Credit learn the Torah blessings for an Aliyah. Biblical portion of Bible study complete. Friendly reminder. Haftorah, Isaiah 49 14 through 51 to 3. But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me, and my Lord has forgotten me. Can a woman forget her sucking child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, yet I will not forget thee. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands, thy walls are continually before me. Thy children make haste, thy destroyers and they that made thee waste go away from thee. Lift up thy eyes round about, and behold, all these gather themselves together, and come to thee. As I live, says the Lord, thou shalt surely clothe thee with them all, as with an ornament, and bind them on, like a bride. For thy waste and thy desolate places, and thy devastated land, shall now be too narrow for the inhabitants, and they that swallowed thee up shall be far away. The children that were taken away from thee shall say again in thy ears, The place is too narrow for me, make room for me that I may dwell. Then shalt thou say in thy heart, Who has begotten me these, seeing I have lost my children, a solitary, an exile, and a wanderer to and fro? And who has brought up these? Behold, I was left alone, these, where have they been? 
Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will lift up my hand to the nations, and set up my standard to the peoples, and they shall bring thy sons in their arms, and thy daughters shall be carried on their shoulders. And kings shall be thy foster fathers, and their queens thy nursing mothers, they shall bow down to thee with their face towards the earth, and lick up the dust of thy feet, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord, for they shall not be ashamed that wait for me. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty, or the captive of the victorious delivered? But thus says the Lord, Even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered, for I will contend with him that contends with thee, and I will save thy children. And I will feed them that oppress thee with their own flesh, and they shall be drunk with their own blood as with sweet wine, and all flesh shall know that I, the Lord and thy Deliverer and the Mighty One of Yaakoth is thy Redeemer. Chapter 50 Thus says the Lord, Where is the bill of your mother's divorcement, with which I have put her away? Or which of my creditors is it to whom I have sold you? Behold, for your iniquities have you sold yourselves, and for your transgressions was your mother put away. Why, when I came, was there no man? When I called, was there none to answer? Is my hand shortened at all, that it cannot redeem? Or have I no power to deliver? Behold, at my rebuke I dry up the sea, I make the rivers a wilderness, their fish rots, because there is no water, and dies for thirst. I clothe the heavens with blackness, and I make sackcloth their covering. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to sustain him that is weary, he wakens morning by morning, he wakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. I gave my back to the smiters, and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair, I hid not my face from shame and spitting. For the Lord God has helped me, therefore have I not been confounded, therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I knew that I should not be ashamed. He is near that justifies me, who will contend with me? Let us stand together, who is my adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God will help me, who is he that shall condemn me? Lo, they all shall grow old as a garment, the moth shall eat them up. Who is there among you that fears the Lord, that obeys the voice of his servant, that walks in darkness, and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord, and rely upon his God. Behold all you that kindle a fire, and that girdle yourselves around with sparks, walk in the light of your fire, and in the sparks that you have kindled. This came to you from my hand, you shall lie down in grief. Chapter 51 Hearken to me, you that follow after righteousness, you that seek the Lord, look to the rock whence you are hewn, and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug out. Look to Avraham your father, and to Sarah that bore you, for he was but one when I called him, and I blessed him, and increased him. For the Lord shall comfort Zion, he will comfort all her waste places, and he will make her wilderness like Eden, and her desert like the garden of the Lord, joy and gladness shall be found in it, thanksgiving, and the voice of melody. Today's Bible study is complete. Thank you merciful HaShem, for allowing us to meet this day. Closing comment and sources and priestly blessing. Note, all sources are hyperlinked to allow more translatable version and podcast. I pray others got something out of this portion, Tanakh Bible study and spiritual Torah teaching. Until next time, let us close with the priestly blessing. And HaShem our God spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The LD bless you and keep you. The LD make his face shine upon you. And be gracious to you. 
The LD lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. In Hashem and Hashem's alone mighty glorious name. Forever and ever. Olein and Olein. Cover art created by Marie Speaks God's Grace Bible Study, Photos or Facebook page. For those that are new to this Bible study, welcome, the following is a brief review of this Bible study. 1. This blog post will have the resources and sources links for the Season 5 Bible Studies. 2. All books used and readings from during Live Bible Study can be found on our website, Marie Speaks God's Grace. Live in the Season 5 portion of the website. 3. After live Bible studies have completed, I will upload to Rumble and post link in this blog. How we conduct Bible studies here. We believe in one and only one God. Hashem, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We do not and will not pray in any other's name or praise any other, but Ha. Shem. Exodus chapter 20, 2-14. God spoke all these words, saying, I the Lord am your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods besides me. You shall not make for yourself a sculptured image or any likeness of what is in the heavens above, or on the earth below, or in the waters under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I the Lord your God am an impassioned God, visiting the guilt of the parents upon the children, upon the third and upon the fourth generations of those who reject me. But showing kindness to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. We believe God has called each of us to search matters out. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. And the glory of a king to plumb a matter. Like the heavens in their height, like the earth in its depth, is the mind of kings, unfathomable. Proverbs 25 2-3 This is one reason why here at Marie Speaks God's Grace Bible Study, we review several historical references and resources, of which we provide links and or screenshots for others to study at their leisure. We have been directed by God Wonderful and Almighty, to go book by book, verse by verse, sharing His Torah and Tanakh. We believe as directed by God our Heavenly Father, learning and growing in Torah and Tanakh leads to understanding and wisdom, this shall only be achieved in reading, studying, and sharing His Word for ourselves, not relying on man. Learning, growing, and studying with our LD is to be done with others that are like-minded, but more so during our personal time. The blogs are written to assist those just beginning to study the Bible as a starting point. The live or recorded Bible studies are to cover and release opportunities and guidance, but ultimately is one's own personal responsibility to rule, govern, and be purposeful in their relationship with God. Proverbs 22, 4-6 The effect of humility is fear of the Lord. Wealth, honor, and life. Thorns and snares are in the path of the crooked. He who values his life will keep far from them. Train the lad in the way he ought to go. He will not swerve from it even in old age. Ezekiel 18, 20-22 The person who sins, he alone shall die. A child shall not share the burden of a parent's guilt, nor shall a parent share the burden of a child's guilt, the righteousness of the righteous shall be accounted to him alone, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be accounted to him alone. Moreover, if the wicked one repents of all the sins that he committed and keeps all my laws and does what is just and right, he shall live, he shall not die. None of the transgressions he committed shall be remembered against him, 
because of the righteousness he has practiced, he shall live. Is it my desire that a wicked person shall die? Says the LD God. It is rather that he shall turn back from his ways and live. May Hashem, blessed be he continue to bless us all and may we all be forever written in the book of life. Olin and Olin. A little about me, I love Hashem, Torah, and Tanakh. I am not perfect. If we meet, we talking about Torah, drinking tea or coffee, and what books are out about Ha, Shem. And maybe over some kosher pizza. Maybe over some kosher steak, make over super sweet kosher cake. Have a fun laugh about you guess it. Torah. Or on a bike, or during a hike, or while riding on a train in the rain as the rain falls nicely on the plane in Spain, but either way, we'll be talking about Torah. What is import to me colon dot 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 a relationship with our Father Hashem our merciful Creator, Savior, and Wise King. Live in Torah, live with family and community of tribe. My thoughts, we may not be perfect, but we study, we learn, we laugh, and we grow. We try try and have the courage to try again. My goals, to learn and grow and share love of Torah and Hashem with others who are willing or open to hearing. I have been using the Minds.com account and Rumble, Live Bible Study Video Post, Rumble As main accounts Lastly, never lose faith Let's continue to love like and pray Pray for our nation, enemies, fellows and many lost sons and daughters of Torah to return to Hashem Blessed be He forever and ever, Amen Ha! Shem is on the move Blessings and prayers Marie Let U.S. begin Link to Rumble Live Bible Study Link to Previous Bible Study Audio Podcast Blog Version of Bible Study Audio Blog Link to YouTube Live Link Bible Study